Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with Matt Dingler from RXRD Nutrition. Now, all right, listeners, raise your hand if you struggled with eating healthy last year. Now raise your hand if one of your New Year's resolutions is to eat better. If your hand's still up, your resolution is also the number one resolution made by folks every single January, along with exercising more. You can put your hands down now. But the reality is, is that like, I'm just going to throw a stat out there. Probably 99% of people never, never continue that because it's hard to just go in there and diet. It's hard to just say, I'm going to change my entire life on January 1st and you're going to make it happen. That really, really takes a lot of work. And we think here, you know, Matt has something that's really cool that can help you out. Now, the big question is how, how can I do that? Uh, you're not alone. You know, if you've ever run out of creative ways to create dinner while you're you know, only going to the store once a week, um, our next guest on the podcast can help. Matt is a registered dietitian. He's the owner and founder of RXRD Nutrition, and he's made a pretty good business out of telling people in very simple terms how easy it is to eat right and to take care of yourself. We're so excited to learn more about this brand, learn more about how it can help you, and welcome Matt to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Yeah, Matt. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I really, really look forward to talking with you guys today. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us, man, and carving out a few minutes uh, for that. Uh, first question, man, I think everyone would love to know, I, I know I would, how do we lose all the COVID-19 weight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, a, it's, that is a very real phenomenon. It was, uh, it's, it's still going on for a lot of us. Uh, you know, you're just your routine. That was the biggest thing. Your schedule and routine just was the biggest thing affected. Right. So you, you know, you're not going to the office, you're not going to the job site. Um, and then, you know, maybe you're stuck at home all day with the kids doing zoom calls and, you know, as, as far as, you know, their schooling and now you become the teacher, right? So there's less time that you had devoted to yourself. You, you know, you're doing other things. Um, and so that was, that was the biggest, you know, trip up that I saw, um, with a lot of, a lot of my clients. And then the second thing too, was like, it was, you know, especially here in the South, it was like really nice out. Right. And so people are outside, they're hanging out on the back deck and, you know, and if you can't go anywhere or do anything, what do you do? You crack open a few cold ones and, uh, hang out. Right. And so now we become more sedentary and we're drinking a little bit more, eating a little bit more, um, you know, having access to that fridge and your cupboard is just like steps away, right? That changed, you know, and now you're a little bit bored. You're not hungry. You're actually just bored. And so you're just looking back in the fridge, looking back in the cupboards and just snacking a little bit more. So all of those things kind of all intertwine and combined. And that's, you know, led to the the, the COVID-19 pounds or whatever, you know, uh, and it, it started to add up. And so very, very real phenomenon that that did happen, at least what I saw in my practice and, and from new clients seeking out my help because, you know, it, it was hard to adjust this new schedule. And what do I do? Right. So that that is very real and and it's still it's still going on for some folks and right now we're into january you know, it, which is crazy to think that it's we're almost coming up on a year of this uh and now people are like all right i gotta get my butt in gear like you know let's let's get moving yeah so from a business standpoint have you really seen uh an increase in the volume of work you're doing 
Uh, yes. So, uh, you know, between tracking everything, July and August were my busiest months I've ever done in, in my, and then granted, uh, this will be my three year anniversary coming this February, but, uh, that those were my, the best months I've ever had. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. It's fascinating to us. Like, you know, how this, especially our local economy has been so impacted. Some folks have done really, really well from a business standpoint in this environment. Some have gone away and some are in the middle still trying to figure their stuff out, you know, and uh, the the uncertainty and all of that around it has, has just been, I mean, just terrible and fascinating, but I'm glad to hear that you've actually benefited and uh, are able to help people out. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, you, you feel bad too, because it's like this, horrible horrible like pandemic uh that's going through but yeah like you said some some people are benefiting some people are not and you know you just feel bad for the people who are not so you try not to like say anything or gloat or you know any of those things uh because it just as easy could dry up for me too so you know you just gotta keep doing what you're doing and keep marching forward sure 100 percent. but what you're doing too is is really helping people out because if we don't in my mind if we don't have our health what do we have you know, it, it yeah. all kind of starts with that, your confidence, your physical ability, your, um, it, you know, if you don't have those things, what else can you do? And, and how can you help your family if, if you're not taking care of yourself? You know, um, is good nutrition yeah. as hard as we sometimes make it out to be? No, no. And it really shouldn't be. And I, I think that's where, you know, some of those Instagram people, social media people, you know, all of that stuff, you know, can get it totally wrong and it's so easy to see those people and put them on this pedestal and going oh man i want to look like that you know i want to you know six pack ripped abs you know whatever um and you know and we might not be there trust me we're we might not ever get there and that's okay like being okay you know chasing some of those images uh are just are you know it's just ridiculous right um and and really in, in my work in my field too, you know, we've really seen a huge increase in uptick in like eating disorder behavior because we've especially in kids, right? Because there's so much of this stuff out there as far as social media goes, where kids and other people are chasing this 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 look that's nearly impossible or you know completely photoshopped, right? Or you know just fake, but at their age and state, it's, it, you know, we've really seen a huge uptick in eating disorder behavior for men and women, you know, boys and girls, um, you know, just trying to get that physique that, you know, which is almost impossible. You know, you ask those people what life is like, and they're going to tell you it's miserable, right? The, they don't know the last time they've had a beverage or, you know, had a, a Chick-fil-A sandwich or, you know, it, it's really tough to live that way and look that way all the time. And, you know, if that's your goal, great, you know, and you've got the commitment to do it, awesome. But that's not necessarily everyone's goal. You know, we, we want to just look a little bit better maybe or, you know, feel just a little bit better. And like you said, it's when if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And, and I love to compare it. And I, I know you just did, but I love to compare it to like, you know, when you're on an airplane, right, and the masks come down they don't say help everyone first. No, no, no. You put yours on first. That's right. Then you can help everyone else. Because if you don't help yourself, you can't do anything, right? And that's whether you're a, you know, mom, dad, employee, you know, uh, grandma, grandpa, you know, uh, babysitter, it do- worker, it doesn't matter. If you don't have your health and you're not feeling your best, you can't be your best. And so nutrition is, you know, is the number one thing that, you know, I try to press and, and, and most people should be pressing on is, you know, how do we clear this up? How do we 
how do we feel just a little bit better every single day? It's not everything all at once. It's just a little bit better each day. I've always heard that, and just from various trainers and whatnot, that 10% is, is your workout. The 90% is what you intake. Um, is that, is that a real number? Um, that is a, yeah, that's a very real number for sure. Yeah. We, we really should be dialing our nutrition before you do any sort of exercise regimen. But here's the problem. Like this is why it makes it hard is that when you go to exercise or you go to a class, you go to a gym, whatever you walk out of there and you're feeling pretty good, right? You feel accomplished. You feel like I'm sweating. My muscles are feeling good. You know, all of that, like there is a, there is a, you know, a buy-in buyout, right? Like you get that instant gratification. You don't get that with nutrition. That's the hard part. That's hard about being in this business is that we're not Amazon prime. We don't order something today and then you'll have your perfect physique tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. Right. You've got to put in the work consistently over time. And that's the again, that's that's what makes nutrition hard is that you could have a great salad and have, you know, an awesome, you know, dinner and all that stuff. And you have that for two, three, four, five, six, seven days in a row. You're not going to fluctuate all that much, which is makes people mad. And then you're like, <laughs> you know, you hop on a scale and, you know, and if it didn't it's not go in your direction or the speed at which you want it to go. Then you're like, screw this. This is no fun. Like I, I'm better off, you know, being, you know, fat and jolly and, and eating bonbons, right? Like that's <laughs> way more fun, you know, right. than 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 do eating this garden salad every day, you know. <laughs> um, so that it's it's about consistency over time, and that and that really is the the magic equation. It's not perfection. It's not changing everything, and it's not cutting out all desserts and every single alcohol drink. It's it, it just not. That's not doable. You won't you won't be able to sustain it. It's about being consistent over time, and that and that's will get you to where you want to be. You know, I've always heard the term "everything needs to be taken in like moderation," right? It, you, you, if you do too much of anything in an excessive standpoint, even whether it's working out, but take drinking, take eating fast food, take whatever that could be that's not healthy. You do too much of it, then it's not going to be good. And the same thing with dieting. Dieting is something that just doesn't work. Um, you know, I have plenty of friends who have going like this up and down and up and down and up and down. And I'm talking 30, 40, 50 pound swings. And then a year goes by and you seem like, Oh man, you look amazing. And then the next year it's like, Whoa, they're like backed at it because it didn't work because it wasn't sustainable because they couldn't keep up with doing their diet. And it really, it almost tricked their body into thinking, Oh, Hey, this is what we'll do to be healthy. But ultimately it wasn't making that mindset change. It wasn't making that true lifestyle change. So that's very interesting that you've said that. I also think they always say Alexa is, um, is listening to what's going on in your house. I think he has a camera in my house. I think he knows that I've been in the cupboard and I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been drinking and grilling out a little bit too much. I think I'm, you saw, I think you saw me, you, you explained me. And, but I, you know, I, I use a lot of excuses, which you shouldn't have, but we had a kid and you have two, two kids under three what my three-year-old eats, we try to be as healthy as possible, but there's a lot of crap in American food. There's a lot of processed yeah. crap. It's, it's difficult. If it's there, you eat it. You know what I mean? I'm so guilty of the board going to the cupboard and refrigerator uh -huh. comment you made. I am totally guilty of that. Yep. What, what do you say to people um, when, when that may be a problem for them? Like, how do you curb that? You know, dead yeah. the, how do you deadbolt the pantry? Yeah, just <laughs> don't put anything in it. <laughs> right, and right, then right, you're right, doing yeah, DoorDash yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's right. 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 Well, yeah. First of all would be, yeah, that you, 
we'll try to we'll try to address both of those. First of all, it's like change your environment, right? Like get those things out of the pantry, right? And I'm not saying you got to eliminate every cookie and every ice cream bar ever, but you know, switching out, you know, the cheese dits for the apple slices or the banana for the you know, uh, for the, the handful of crackers or whatever, like that is again, not a huge change, but if you do that consistently, you're talking about getting vitamins and minerals and fiber, as opposed to, uh, you know, a lump of salt and instantly grab, don't get me wrong. The cookies and the crackers are going to taste way better. I get that. But like, if you, if they're not there, and you're hungry, you're going to only have a few choices and that's going to be often healthier choices than the alternative, you know? Sure. Um, and, and obviously we can talk about the kids part next. Cause you know, that's, that's another whole other thing, but, um, <laughs> but the other thing would be is structured timing of your eating. Right. And we, we try to work on that a lot with the clients, with my clients is, is like, we, here's your total amount of calories for the day. Right. And that's what part of what I do for a living is let's figure all that out based on your goals. And then I create a timing for you on when you're going to eat these things. So I know, and you know that you're going to get the correct amount of calories in the right quantities, right? The carbs, fats, proteins are all those percentages are important. I will figure all that out for you. So that's all done. And then, so you know that at certain times, like this is when I should be eating. This is when I should be hungry. Any of those in between times, then you know that you're just bored. Right. So that means do something else, drink some water, go for a walk, you know, do, do something else, change the, the construct of what you're currently doing. Um, to, so that way your, your mind is off of eating. Cause you know, this is not my time slot. Right. And so I try to shoot for people. I tell people every two to three hours, that's what you should be doing. You should be being proactive with your eating, not reactive. Right. Because when we're reactive, that's the hangry stuff. Right. That's when we're like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill somebody if I don't have something right now. Right. And that's when the chips and salsa come out while you're making dinner, you know, like that mindless eating stuff, the glass of wine while you're cooking dinner, all of that stuff, because you're you're not satisfied. You need something to be doing while you're cooking that dinner. And all those calories are mindless stuff. You know, that that's stuff that we're not taking into account. We need to cut that stuff out and set up a regimen that should be, you know, pretty simply a breakfast an AM snack, a lunch, a PM snack, and a dinner, right? And by the end of the day, you should be getting enough calories and in the right the right volume of those calories. So then you're good, right? You're, I, you, I mean, I've just heard so many success stories of clients who are like, I just set them on the right path. And by the end at dinner, when they're like, usually where they're grabbing a piece of chocolate or some candy or some ice cream because they got that sweet tooth post dinner, they're like, actually, you know what? I'm good. Like I, I, I've gotten, I'm satisfied. I'm not full and I'm not like hungry. I'm just satiated. I'm good. And I don't necessarily need to reach for those things. And not to say those will ever go away because they're probably not, but at least like, you know, five out of the seven days, four out of the seven days, I'm not taking in those additional high sugary, high calorie, uh, you know, candy or whatever you're picking. And then you're, so you're, you're not wasting all those extra calories at night where they're going to be just processed because you're, you're laying down for the next six, seven, eight hours, you're sleeping. That stuff's going to be broken down to sugar stored as fat instantly, you know? So, um, you know, if we can cut that stuff out after dinner and get you what you need throughout, you're not going to be hungry after dinner and you should be good. How do you, uh, figure out uh, I, I'm assuming this, correct me if I'm wrong, Everyone has different body types, genetics, all those mm -hmm. things. 
initially, if we were to come to see you, how do you figure out a program for a specific individual? Is it is it sort of a blanket deal, or or do you go into that individual and understand their habits and all of that and create something specific for them? Yeah, really good question. Yeah, it's it's all 100% customized. Yeah, I and that's what's tough about like the internet stuff where it's like, oh, fill out this template, fill out this data sheet, and put in your height and weight, and then boom, this is what you need to eat. And it's like, how do you how can you do that, right? And like that's why it doesn't work because it's not applicable to every single body, right? Like you said, there's so many different body types and schedules and, you know, what people do for a living and, and height, weight, gender. And, you know, there's just a lot that goes into it. So yeah, when you come to see me, if you were to walk in my door today, we would do a 90 minute initial consultation. In that time, we will do a quantitative body analysis. So we'll use a machine called an in-body scale. And so that's going to not only tell me your weight, but it's going to tell me like, body fat mass, skeletal muscle mass, lean body mass, and gives me a full printout and gives me the numbers on you, your total body water, um, and we'll kind of go through that together. And then then it, then it comes down to, then I start collecting a diet history from you. Like, where you, where'd you come from, right? Well, what are you currently doing? Are you a former athlete? Have you never picked up, you know, have you never exercised? Are you eating fast food seven times a week? Do you drink a ton of coffee with a ton of cream? Or like, we start going into some of all of those things, what kind of makes up your everyday living and eating habits. Um, then we'll kind of talk about goals, like setting goals for you. Like, what do you want to accomplish? Um, and then we'll walk through like a day in the life of you. So you'll tell me everything from when you wake up, what you're eating, what are your mealtime windows look like? What do you currently do? What do you currently eat? Um, and then everything from when do you exercise to when you go to bed? So then I kind of have a good idea of what you do. And then you'll fill out a food preference form for me. Tell me the things that you actually like. What, what do you want to see on your meal plan? Like, what will you follow? The best meal plan is the one that you'll actually follow. You know, like kale is really good for you. But if you hate it, I'm not going to put it on there because you're not going to follow it. You can't get excited about it, you know. Um, and so then that's kind of what all the information I gather uh, to kind of create a 100 percent customized meal plan for somebody. And then that way it's uh, they know and I know that it fits their schedule uh, and it also fits the foods that they actually like. So I know that they will actually do it. And it's all easy to prepare meals. It's stuff that they're going to be pairing uh, together with the snacks. And so it should fit pretty seamlessly with their current schedule. So it's not like, oh my God, I got to change everything. It's like, no, 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 I'm already doing this anyways. It's just, I'm going to have to start, you know, maybe making some of my meals or making it different or maybe smaller portions or larger portions or whatever. So it's, it's essentially a lifestyle change. I mean, hundred percent, you know, and I, I would assume you cater towards like, say I had high cholesterol or high blood pressure or a history of, I don't know, whatever it may be, diabetes, whatever it is. Um, so you have an understanding of that as well. And there are probably certain foods you can place to, to help lower those levels or whatever you need to do there as well. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Got a lot of uh, uh, clients who, you know, are battling some of those things and, you know, some of them, you know, a lot of those things we can deal with through nutrition, not everything, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, Oh yeah, come see me. I'll get you off your medication. That. It's not true. Sure. You know, some people, some people have, and that's awesome. And some people are not going to, you know, it's just depending on where you are and your levels. And obviously your doctor's advice or, you know, certainly, you know, talk to them and, you know, if this is the best thing for you, great. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that we can do at least help you through your nutrition, uh, first and foremost. Uh, and, you know, and again, being proactive with it, right. Is, you know, I've got a lot of clients, they'll go get their blood work and their doctor will say, Hey, look, 
you're you're right on the edge, man. I mean, you're you you know your pre-diabetes or whatever, or you're got a little bit elevated triglycerides or whatever. You got to do something, right? And you know that's that's what's fun. I love working with those clients because then you can see real changes. They're super motivated and like, look, I don't want to have full-blown diabetes or you know my dad had this or my grandfather and you saw how tough living like that is. Great. Let's be proactive. Let's change it now. Don't wait till you have full blown diabetes. Let's do it right now. So then you don't get that. And that we can do a lot of changing in, in a very short amount of time. Uh, so to make sure that, you know, we can kind of slow that down or hopefully you never get it. But um, uh, because that's that's all nutrition related stuff. I, I need. I have. I'm writing things down. I have <laughs> Brian's on a really good trend and a really good path right now with his yeah, his I, exercise. I haven't had a sub sandwich yeah. in January. Yeah, and I love yeah, I love freaking sub sandwiches. It's my it's my kryptonite. Uh, not, not chocolate. Not with Jersey Mike's. Yeah. Now I mean, I've adjusted sub in a tub. There you go. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. What do you do for your clients? Do you? Is it is it like a monthly thing? Is it a quarterly thing? Is it like say we were to sign up with you today? How would that structure look uh, on a normal yeah, good, basis? Yeah, good question. So I've got three different tiered programs. Um, the middle plan is definitely the most popular, and so um, all of them, all three tiers have the ninety minute initial consult, and all three of them are a minimum of three months buy in, and that's really just based on what the research has been found where most change happens. And where this 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 can now become a lifestyle. This becomes a habit now at that at that marker. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, so all of them ninety minute uh, consult. All of them include the, thir the three month uh, minimum buy in. And then again, the middle the middle plan is definitely the most popular. Um, and so what that will get you is uh, a seven day food profile uh, uh, example. So basically a Monday through Sunday example of a week what I should be eating. Uh, every day laid out with a ton of different variety. Every calorie macronutrient is taken account for to reach your goals. And that also comes with a grocery list. So that's already done for you. Um, and then uh, we would then check in bi-weekly. So we would check in every other week uh, to just a part of that accountability piece. Um, so that's kind of the middle tier. The higher tier has double the accountability. So it has everything the middle plan has, but it has this one we check in weekly. So, um, and that's really for, that really helps folks who are maybe are just starting out or just need, they know they need that accountability and being, you know, making sure that you're checking in and, you know, and then they'll be filling out a food journal for me. So then I can view that it'll be all online and, um, through an app. And so I can view that food journal. So when they come in, I'll kind of say, okay, here's some of your good days. Here's some not so good days. You know, how do we get some more good days than that kind of thing? Um, and then that'll be weekly. And then the, the, the lowest tier is more of like my maintenance plan. This is where a lot of people will go after they kind of go through the three months, they'll kind of drop down to that maintenance plan. And then, um, and that's where we'll meet every four weeks, just to make sure that everything's still going well, you hop on the in-body scan, let's make sure the trends are still headed in that right direction. Um, and that, you know, it just still allows a little bit of accountability, but by the end of that three months, you know, if I did my job and you're doing your job, you should be feeling pretty confident, you know, moving forward, you know, with the the tactics, the tips, um, and and at least the the ability to kind of do it on your own. So I you you uh, I'm looking at your your website right now and looking at the different plans and, and I think it's awesome. And one thing that really stuck out to me, which I don't think 
you either see or hear a lot of people talking about is a layout of what to eat, when to eat it, but based on a workout day and a non-workout day. Explain kind of the thought process around that because it makes a lot of sense. If you're not burning calories, you can't consume the same amount of calories. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, this all depends on you, what you do for a workout, right? If you're a professional athlete, right, my NFL guys, like, you know, we got to keep your calories high, right? You know, especially if you're in season, out season. But like for the, you know, the most of the people that I see, 100% correct. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to be expending, if you're working out, right? And most people are, you know, either doing a class or doing something at home, you know, with, with COVID and stuff. But yeah, around 60 minutes or less, right? That's where most of the people will go to a class and do that. And that's great. I mean, that's phenomenal. Um, and so, yeah, they need to be eating a little bit more calories on those days. And specifically, it's going to be like carbohydrates, right? Your body's going to expend carbohydrates for energy for exercise. And certainly the more intense your exercise is, then the more carbohydrates you're going to require or use for energy expenditure. So we need more carbs those days. And then on days that you're not working out, right, rest day for you or, you know, a Sunday or whatever, and you're just kind of hanging out watching football or whatever. Yeah, you're obviously not expending those calories and carbohydrates. So we don't need as many carbs those days. So, yeah, you're going to have your goal for calories are going to be a lot less. That's awesome. That is awesome. It's well, really, I guess really I need fascinating. to sign, I guess I need to sign up. <laughs> yeah. Do you do uh, corporate programs for businesses trying to incorporate wellness programs into, you know, their for their employees and such? Yeah, yeah. Now I w- I had I was working with three uh, uh, pretty big uh, uh, businesses, and then COVID hit, and then it was like you know it it was. Uh, people were just out of the office and, you know, they just weren't, uh, you know, gathering. I had all, this whole program set up and, you know, it was going to be really good. It's just, you know, I went there, did like, uh, I do a lot of like lunch and learns at places. Again, this was, you know, pre COVID where people were in offices and stuff and just going during their lunch break and setting up and doing a little presentation on health and wellness and, and nutrition. And, um, you know, obviously they, uh, I, that's how kind of I got, you know, the businesses to be like, Hey, I, we want this for everybody kind of thing. Or somebody was sitting there going, man, I just need a little bit more one-on-one attention. How do I sign up? Um, and so, yeah, so I, I was doing that, but you know, with, with the whole COVID thing, it just kind of, um, it just kind of unfortunately kind of fizzled out, but you know, would love to pick that back up pretty soon. So I want to jump into your background real quick. It's, it's so unique because you actually were a history teacher at Providence day um, for seven years, you got your master's in education and then you decided to go back and get another master's who, who doesn't want to get another master's and just completely, and th- I think your story is great because if you're not either, and I'm not saying you weren't happy being a teacher, because I think the way that you explain this and being a teacher and getting your master's only elevates your business, right? Because you can educate people on nutrition and not just tell them about nutrition. Right. And, and that's a right. big difference between just shouting at somebody and telling them what to do or really teaching them what to do. Um, But I'm just curious because there's a lot of people out there that are probably listening to this podcast and maybe they're in a job they don't like. Maybe they're doing something that they don't like and they're trying to completely pivot their their life, but they're like, I can't do that. Like I'd have to start over. Like I don't want to go do that. So tell us like, how did you take, how did you decide, okay, this is the direction I'm I'm going to go. And, and what, what did that journey feel like? What did that journey, you know, uh, just kind of just, just tell us about what that journey was. 
Yeah, it, it was uh, it was long and it was crazy, and uh, but uh, I'm very thankful that I took it. Like you said, yeah, I try to give that advice to everybody. It's just like take the leap, you know, bet on yourself. You know, you got one life to live, and you know if you're not doing something that you love, you know, find a, find your passion and 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 go for it. Because again, it it don't get me wrong, it was crappy. Like it was it was tough. Um, but you know it. If, if you really want it, you'll do it. Um, cause yeah, I, I was teaching and, and like you said, I loved teaching. I loved Providence day school. It, they were, they were amazing to me. I loved the kids, the parents. I loved, I was coaching three sports there. Um, I mean, that was one of the toughest decisions I ever had to make in my life was to quit, um, to go to back to school full time. But, um, yeah, so, uh, I was, I got my first master's in education and, and it was, uh, I pivoted to sports sciences midway through, um, because, uh, I, I, you know, I thought I was just gonna, I was going to be a teacher. That's what I'm going to do. I really like it. And, and, but, um, I took an elective nutrition course during that time and I walked in there day one. I mean, within the first five minutes, it was like out of a movie, like light bulb went off. I was like, Oh my God, this is what I want to do. Like, it just hit me in the face. I was like, you know, I was like reading the textbook for fun, like reading extra chapters. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, who is this person? Like, I don't do this, you know? Um, and that the, the professor that I have, um, to this day, I give him so much credit and, uh, he is certainly a mentor for me, um, because it was a night school class. So I was doing everything at night cause I was teaching and coaching during the day. And, you know, the class went from, I don't know, five to seven or something like that, or six to nine or something like that. But that that professor stayed after that class with me for two hours and we didn't get out of there. I think till like 10 or 11 in that classroom, because I was like, Hey, how do I become you? Like I wanted to be him and because he was so knowledgeable and so passionate. And so, you know, like he just, he, it just, it like lit a fire under me. And I was like, I want to be you. How do I do it? And he was like, all right, tell me about your background, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a long road. He's like, I think you can do it. It's just going to be long. And I was naive and I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I got this, whatever. I got it. Um, and yeah, I, I had to go back and I was doing on, I had, I had zero, I was a poli sci major. I was a history guy. Like I had zero science classes in my background. So I had to, I had to go back and take all undergrad science classes. And I did that at, um, uh, the, um, the community college. I'm blanking on it now, uh, uptown, um, Oh, CPCC. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing, uh, uh, just undergrad science classes at CPCC, anatomy and physiology, one and two, um, organic chemistry, one and two, um, you know, the, the basic sciences. I mean, so I was hitting them all and, you know, I was sitting there with 18 year olds, you know, like whatever. And I was like, <laughs> just at night, you know, just grinding it out. And then, um, and on Saturdays doing classes then, um, just because that was the only time I had available. Uh, and then eventually, once I hit all those prereqs, um, uh, got into Winthrop University, who has a good nutrition program down there, and uh, uh, was doing night courses there. And finally, I hit a wall, and you know, I and they finally said to me, my advisor was like, "Look, dude, you you've hit all of those night courses you've done. Like, we, there's no more night courses for you at available. You have to come through during the day, like where there's labs and stuff, where you got to hit those. Um, and that, re you know, I." I was working at the time. I was like, well, I don't know how I'm supposed to do that. And he goes, well, you got to make a decision. You know, this is the fork in the road. You got to pick. And uh, yeah, again, it was the tough decision I had to make was leaving PD because I, I love being there. But um, so yeah, I did one full year grad school uh, to finish up. 
And then, um, and then in order to become a registered dietitian, you have to do like an eight to 10 month residency. Uh, so I did that and most of it was spent down in Columbia. So I was, um, I had an Airbnb down there. I stayed in somebody's basement and worked at a hospital down there. And then, uh, I would come home on the weekends and then I would, uh, I got a, a retail job at the mall. So I would work on the weekends and then pack up on Sunday and after work and, and head out for Columbia. And that's, that's what it was. Uh, and then when I was all finished with that, then you take a board exam and then you become a registered dietitian. So, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before wow. you even get into that, and you worked out, and you stayed fit, and you were, I, I don't even, I mean, we all have no excuses now. There's no excuses. We should all have six packs and be healthy. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome, right, man. Yeah. That's so, a great story. Um, yeah, I, I joined a gym down there, and I worked out in the morning at 5 a.m., and that was, the, that was the only time I had available because I was at the hospital all day, you know, working in with the dietitians down there. So, um, yeah, wow. you just you, you got to make your time. That's so cool. And, um, you know, I love what you're, you're bringing to the table and, and, you know, I think there's a lot of people that this is going to challenge them to check out what RXRD is all about and see if it's something that, that can work for them. And I think the cool thing about it is it's a customized program for each individual. And that's the biggest problem I see in nutrition that I see through Instagram influencers and people that are out there. It's like, you want this six pack, you know, click here. And everybody thinks it's an instant fix, but they also think that if everybody follows the same exact program, it's going to work. And that's just not the case. It's the same thing with learning. If you're a teacher, you understand that having a room full of 30 students, every student's going to be different on how they absorb that information. And if you're just going up there saying this is the only way that you can learn it, you might get five or 10 people that, that, that do, but the rest of them are going to be completely lost. And I think that's the same kind of thing when it comes to, to, you know, being a dietitian and talking about nutrition. Yeah, 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 I 100% agree. Like that, that was that is experience that I had as a teacher teaching sixth and seventh graders, you know, is, you know, you've got to take a subject that maybe is not the most fun thing in the world, right? Talking about world history or whatever, or the Constitution or something. But like, can you take that information and make it not only something that's digestible or something to easy to understand, but make it fun, right? Like, you know, if they if they can get behind you, if they think you're having a good time, they'll join you. You know, um, and so just showing a little bit of passion to like, okay, yeah, this is not just a worksheet and you just read a book and fill up this worksheet. Like, no, like that's boring. Like I got bored as a student. I remember what it was like, you know, doing that that way. And I was like, as a teacher, I'm not going to do it that way. You know, uh, I'm going to do it my own way. And that's what was awesome about PD is they allowed, you know, as a private school, they allowed you to do your own thing, right? Like, you know, we just want you to, here's where we're going to start. Here's where we're going to end. Here's the midpoint. But you know, you do, if you want to spend four weeks on world war two and one week on the constitution. Great. Go for it. As long as we kind of end up in the same place, you know, and it, it allowed me to be creative and flexible um, and kind of run my own show. Right. And that's, that's, I use that experience now where it's like, you know, I want them to, we're starting here. We've got to end here, but like, we got to change it, you know, for every single person, because like you said, not everyone's going to learn the same way. And, you know, taking that experience of what I've learned on how to take something that's maybe not that fun or pretty difficult to understand all the sciencey stuff. Nobody cares about the science stuff, right? Um, but can we take the stuff that's easy to understand and can I make it and boil it down for a sixth grader or seventh grader, right? That's how we have to treat it. And then people can get behind it and it's something that, okay, I got it now. I can follow this. I can do this. I've got one last question too, uh, sort of shifting gears a little bit. Uh, how do you feel about juicing? 
So, uh, well, which one? <laughs> well, not oh, steroids. Oh, 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 not oh, about oh, steroids. I'm talking about taking fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Over here, like boom, boom. Yeah, 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 Scott's yeah. getting ripped. I, I think I know. I think I know how you feel about the other juicing, but just in general, um, I've really been enjoying it uh, as as just a refreshing drink and doing different things. I have a book that kind of tells you. Uh, different categories of fruits and vegetables that help different things, weight loss, sleep, all those things. I realize you might miss the fiber part of it, but I was just curious of your opinion and if you incorporate that into any of your, your clients' plans. Really good question. Yeah, and the way you're doing it, it sounds like I, I would be behind that as far as like it's a great way for me to enjoy getting fruits and veggies other than just me like – putting a salad on a plate, right? Where right. It's, you know, that's not as, it's not as fun. It's not as exciting. You know, if you're, if you're going to do it in a way where you're getting fruits and veggies in a drink to support you just getting fruits and veggies every day, I'm totally behind that where it gets tricky and little sticky is when people do that as like their only form of eating, right? Where it's like, I'm going to oh, wow. quote unquote cleanse or detox or something like that where that's all you're drinking for the entire day. Like I'm going to have four of these things and not eat anything and just have those things. And you know, it, that I do not support that. That is where it gets a little bit scary. You're starting to talk like eating sort of behavior and things like that. Um, and yeah. I know you see it, you pop, it's been popping up, especially right now in January, right. Where it's like, you know, this blah, blah, blah detox and all that stuff. It's like, you know, when the next person who says that to you, that they're say they're doing it, or whatever, you know, Ask them what toxins they're flushing and then watch their face because they're going to be like, <laughs> what do you mean? Um, well, uh, all the bad stuff. Okay, cool. Name one. And they're like, I, I don't know. Okay, exactly. Neither do I. There isn't. What do you mean? Like, right. Mm, if you've got a liver and two kidneys, you're detoxing every day. That's literally that's their what function. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly their <laughs> function. Right. That's why we use the bathroom. Right. That's why when we sweat, it goes through our skin. Right. Like, all that's when we start getting rid of that stuff. We don't need to, you know, unless of course, right. Like everyone's got different GI discomfort. You know, there's, there are people who would literally have, you know, some sort of, um, you know, bowel disease and, and Crohn's and, and, and there's, there's definitely GI tract issues, but for the most part, we're talking about people who are trying to do this as like a reset or anything like that. And, you know, we don't necessarily need to do that, right? Because what's going to happen, you're basically going to have diarrhea for about two weeks, right? <laughs> right. And that's going to be super uncomfortable. And you're going to be like, oh, well, I feel like reset. And it's like, no, not really. You wasted a bunch of money and you probably didn't feel good. And you were huddled around a toilet for the you know, for the last 14 days, right. right? Like there's we can do other things. Sure, sure. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, I think that's great information. If anybody's, you know, listening, um, if anybody's listening, of course, there's people that are listening. But if you are listening, like, you know, share, comment, you know, go check out RxRD. Um, you know, Matt, what's the best way if there is somebody that's interested in this program and learning more about it? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So uh, head to my website, rxrdnutrition.com. Um, on there, you'll find out a lot more information about me, the, the different programs, and then you can actually book your free 20 minute nutrition consult with me right on there, right on my calendar. Um, and, uh, and then we can get started there or hit me up on social media, uh, Instagram, RxRD nutrition, um, Facebook, RxRD nutrition, um, feel free to, you know, write some questions to me. What, you know, we can definitely keep that conversation going. Um, if you've got some, some questions, hit me up there. 
Um, but uh, uh, yeah, take advantage of the free 20 minute initial consult. Uh, I would love to talk to you guys there. That's awesome, man. I, um, I really appreciate you coming on. I think you brought a lot of information that people can take. And I think you really have kind of, especially in January and, and, and February and beginning of the year, you know, what are these myths that are out there? And it's like, oh, if I take these eight juices that cost $100 and I don't eat for two days, then I'll, all of a sudden I'm going to be healthy. And I think there's just a lot of, of misinformation out there and social media has, has enabled that to be, you know, spread very quickly. Also, social media has been great to bring in people like yourself to be able to spread that. Right. But the people need to be right. very intentional on how they set up, you know, what they're going to do. And, and I think it's more of a lifestyle change than just trying to diet. Uh, and that's really where you're going to get the results over, you know, a year, two years. And that's where you look back and you go, wow, like I really followed the program and it's been, it's been incredible. So um, I'm already going to talk to my wife about it. It'll be, it'll be cool. But uh, well, thank you, Matt, so much. Like I said, please like, share, comment, check it out. Uh, it's awesome what you're doing. And I really appreciate the customized approach to each individual. And uh, it seems like your, your entire motto is, is help, help one person at a time, right? Help one person at a time and, and kind of build up that network of people that you've helped out. So, you know, thank you for being a, a great member of our community and, uh, and thank you for, for doing what you do. Thank yeah, you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Love to come back anytime. Awesome, man. We really enjoyed it. Thank you. Love it. Awesome. Until next time, you've been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. <laughs>